Star Wars 7x7 episode 373 today. It's our weekly update on The Force Awakens, and yeah, Comic-Con might have something to do with it. Punch it, Chewie. It's rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and holy crow, <laughs> i got to say, the news out of Comic-Con, you know, when I heard about what all went down, I had a moment where I thought, if I had one to choose from, whether it was going to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim or going to Star Wars uh, panel and more at San Diego Comic-Con, I had a moment where I was hesitant, I will say. I did not get to be there in person for San Diego Comic-Con, and actually I hear that it was even tougher to get into in a way, the uh, the panel itself, that people were waiting up to 48 hours outside um, to be able to get into that panel, which, you know, it wasn't that case when we were waiting to get into the J.J. Abrams panel at Celebration. That was just, I mean, 24 hours was the earliest anyone had been there for that. But a uh, similar thing happened, though. I guess J.J. Abrams bought donuts for everybody in line, just like he bought pizza for the folks in Anaheim, which was pretty awesome and amazing. But uh, if you haven't heard the news, if you've been under a rock, as it were, the folks that were waiting in line were treated to a wonderful panel discussion with a lot of the actors from The Force Awakens, and they also were treated to a surprise concert. Uh, the San Diego Symphony actually played songs not from The Force Awakens, uh, some greatest hit stuff, and a video message from John Williams apologizing that he couldn't be there in person, that he was actually busy scoring The Force Awakens, which, I mean, yeah, go ahead, John. <laughs> stay, stay in the studio and work on that. That's perfectly fine. We miss you, but um, we need you. We need you and all your passion and dedication focused on that score because, man, as it was as it was said at Comic Con, one of the stars of the Star Wars trilogies, the duology, the duology is that how you would call it? I don't know what you would call three trilogies, but um, one of the stars of the movies is definitely the soundtrack and the score, and so. Uh, they that was a neat little treat that everybody got <laughs> to be a part of, uh, and they were handed out lightsabers and all. So, pretty amazing stuff. If you were there, I'd love to hear what your own personal experiences were. Chime in at the blog post for the show's episode at sw7x7.com. Now, the rumor mill had been saying at first that there was going to be a new trailer at Comic Con, and then it was no, we're definitely not getting a new trailer at Comic-Con, and what was given instead, and this was reported beforehand in Entertainment Weekly, was that there would be a behind-the-scenes video from the production of The Force Awakens. And I gotta tell you, I think it's just as good, if not better, (laughs) in its own way. I mean, sure, a trailer's a trailer, and we all absolutely love the trailer, but if you think about what a trailer is, it's really just a collection of moments from the film, and... um, I guess you know the last trailer that gets released before a movie might give you some semblance of what the actual story is as opposed to just you know teaser trailers where you get little beats here and there and you have no idea about how to piece them together. I'm talking about this from a total non-spoiler perspective, of course. Anybody who's been reading rumors and spoilers is probably piecing together, oh, this moment in the trailer is from that and this moment in the trailer is from the other and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, again, from the non-spoiler perspective, that's the case. But... 
we've got pretty much the same thing in the behind-the-scenes video, and so as a result, we are going to do a special episode of the podcast, a special extended episode, breaking down the behind-the-scenes trailer, as it were, the behind-the-scenes video, uh, and because there's a whole lot of stuff that you could grab onto in there. Um, some stuff that, interestingly enough, I, I think this is the pattern, and I'm beginning to suspect... Oh, I don't know. I guess you would say the conspiracy theorist in me is starting to pop up. But for all of the scenes that we saw in the behind-the-scenes video, a lot of them actually correspond to rumors and leaks that have been reported. And it makes me just wonder not only if Abrams and company are specifically looking at these and saying, oh, okay, well, let's put this in the behind-the-scenes film or let's put this in the teaser trailer, but... What if it's possible that everybody who's reporting all of these rumors and spoilers out to, say, Star Wars 7 News or MakingStarWars.net, you know, what if these people reporting these leaks are part of the internal coordinated leaks that are coming out um, by Abrams and company, that they're leaking them on purpose and that we are, that there's this whole other machination thing going on that we don't even know about? That would be a little crazy, I think, but... Certainly not outside the realm of possibility. I mean, we're getting to the point where this is like spy and counter-spy. And, um, you know, there's disinformation being put out as well, or at least it's been reported that there was. And, you know, we won't have any idea by the you know, time it's all over what was what was necessarily an actual leak, what was a an intended leak, what was a, an intended disinformation leak, and what was just truly ridiculous. I, I think... Ultimately, we're not going to be able to tell one apart from the other. And ultimately, we're all going to forget about it anyway and just move on and enjoy the movie itself. Outside of the video itself, though, there were a couple of additional reveals, including the name of Domal Gleason's character. It is General Hux. General Hux. He is a bad guy. He is with the First Order. And he is in charge of Starkiller Base. Yes, you heard it right. Starkiller Base with an intentional nod toward the original name of Luke Skywalker's character in one of the early drafts of Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope. And we'll dig more into the reveals with the behind-the-scenes video extended episode of the podcast. And I will say that if you check out the regular blog post for this show's episode, we will have the usual links that we have to other rumors and spoilers that go beyond the pale of what we want to share with you on the podcast. Things about Princess Leia's character, about Poe Dameron's character, rumors about what characters might be appearing in Rogue One, and so on and so forth. So if you want to dive into all that stuff, then you know where to go. All right, let's make with the trivia, shall we? I what precisely am I supposed to know? Funnily enough, she'd be able to answer this one. Who was the trio who rescued Princess Leia from the Death Star's detention block? And that was Han, Luke, and Chewie. Today's question, what city is also a mining colony? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you try to rescue the Chancellor, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a scheme by a grievous, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!